This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly, exclusively on russosbrand.com with Channel Attitude. Today, like always, we have a really fun, really special episode. Um, it has been super crazy busy. I have had cameos. I have had uh, blogs. I have had this podcast, my YouTube channel, my social media, wrestling shows, um, like updates with my books. Like I, I the eight by ten mystery grab. There's just been so much going on with the Taylor Army. I cannot wait to dive into all of it with you today. So on this episode, we have a brief update into the world of all things Taylor. <laughs> as usual. We have uh, wrestling calendar reminders for the rest of the month of October. We have a quick, a, a quick, chai talking. <laughs> we have a quick review from me because I started the brand new series Goosebumps. Um, we also have another I was today years old because quite a few of my fans told me that was one of their favorite segments on the show. We've also got some facts that you may wish you didn't know as well as the return of some feel-good news because I know we all need that right now. And of course rounding out the entire podcast is motivation which is the see I always go to go like this. I don't know why because I know that's not like some motivation because it's the bread and butter of the podcast. Period. End of story. Exclamation point. The end. Okay. No more. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And I used to teach public speaking. So naughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> so anyway, here we go. First update is the 8x10 mystery grab. So in case you guys did not know, on my YouTube channel and in this podcast, I did not post about it anywhere else other than YouTube and this podcast. I like to kind of do different things to, you know, give an incentive to be following me on all the platforms because I think a lot of people can be very annoying with that and they're always telling you, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, support this, support that. And I think you have so many different choices on not just who to follow, but also where you can spend your money. So I like to be sparing with, you know, that type of thing. And I just try to give incentives to following all of the different things that I am on because after all, y'all only have, y'all have the same 24 hours in a day that I do. So I never like to take advantage. Um, so for me, this was really, really cool to see these things sell out with just talking about it on this podcast and on my YouTube channel. So for $30 uh, through PayPal, uh, fans were able to purchase the Taylor Hendricks 8x10 Mr. Grab. It came with several 8x10s. It came with a personalized letter from me, um, a limited edition t-shirt that was not available on Pro Wrestling Tees, only through me, um, as well as a donation of charity where you get to choose the charity of choice from my list, uh, and free shipping, and a raffle in to a something else that I will be selling later on in the year. So to me, that was super cool. It is officially sold out and I want to thank everybody who joined me with that. It was really, really fun. I cannot wait. Uh, like I'm actually, they'll, they'll actually be in a bag. Like I wasn't trying to be cute with a mystery grub bag. Like, no, I'm actually, I'm really excited to put it all together. Uh, moving right along, uh, do not forget that you have the Reading with Taylor Hendricks, which is the Taylor Army Book Club. I choose one book a month where I also provide you with affordable links where you can find it from email eBay, Walmart, Amazon, anywhere I can find affordable links for the books. I have been having so much fun. We have read stuff from David Goggins, Dr. Tim Bono, and more. Uh, and this one, this, uh, this month we are reading The Ultimate Gift. So I think it's really cool to, you know, be able to share these types of books and experiences with the Taylor Army through reading with Taylor Hendricks, the Taylor Army Book Club. Because I think 
whenever you read something, even if you've read it before, if you go back and read it again in a different time, you always end up learning something. You, you gain something else from it. Maybe it's a different perspective because someone, t you know, got something out of it that maybe you didn't or you're at a different place in your life than when you were when you first read it. You can always learn something new, basically, is the point. So I'm really excited to continue doing that with you guys. So definitely be on the lookout through uh, my YouTube channel, which is on the links on um, one of the sides here for the Taylor Army Book Club once a month. And you also get to hear about it on my Instagram, Hendrix House Publishing. So be on the lookout for that. Next up on the quick update is, guys, Lucha Patron was this past weekend on Saturday, October 14th, and uh, this month is also my wrestleversary. Uh, so as of this month, I've officially been in the wrestling business for 17 years. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> like, am I, holy moly, am I that old? I started when I was still in high school, when I was still 17 years old. Um, I had no idea what I was in for. I was legit innocent in every sense of the word. I had no idea what I was going to be up against or what was going to happen. The experiences I was going to have, both awesome and terrible, like just what a ride. Uh, it's crazy, crazy. So this weekend, not only is it my Wrestleversary this month, but I also got to do something that I have never done before. I know, 17 years, you would have think I've done it all, right? Well, this weekend, I was the, it was my first time ever hosting and ring announcing an event. Uh, so from opener to main event, I got to be the official ring announcer and host for the show live in Petaluma for Lucha Patron's Up in Flames. It was so amazing. I got to see the whole entire show. I got to see people become champion. I got to see titles defended. I got, it was just so amazing. Uh, you know, getting to announce Kalisto, uh, who's Samurai Del Sol was just so, such an honor for me. Uh, you know, talking with him backstage was so, so funny because we both realized that we were both at the same WrestleMania. Um, I was an extra and I was backstage and stuff for where, uh, he was <laughs> wrestling Ryback. So, um, it was, really really funny like people were like oh Eva Marie and I'm like I'm not Eva Marie honey I'm sorry <laughs> you know but honored nonetheless uh, but it was really really cool to see us be in that moment you know and then fast forward years later we're both together at Lucha Patron and to me that was just so amazing he was like you know what a world like what a crazy ride this has been right and you know we, we were able to bond over that experience which was super cool and I always relish the opportunity to get to work with Hernandez he has always been so supportive of me and honestly he, I don't know, he always makes me, you know, see myself in a much better light than I think people would want me to, you know, and I, I just always appreciate that sort of mentorship because that does not come around that often from people in wrestling. Um, and getting to introduce uh, and announce the debut of Drago, who is now Dios del Inframundo, uh, it's just so amazing to me. I just, from top to bottom, that card is so amazing. Uh, you know, I got to see Joey Gonzo, who's uh, Ray Kaiju Joey Gonzo, really come into his own in a singles competition. At, against an up-and-coming uh, individual from the 209 Dragon's Den by name of Giga Herrera. They both have come so far in their career so far. Uh, Giga Herrera is not even a year in yet, and he's already improving so much. It's just, it, to me, personally, it's just such a wonderful thing to see some people that really love 
you know, this art really start to come into their own as performers. To me, that's just so special. And it's not necessarily about you. It's just about a journey and something that you all share, which is this business. And so to me, this was just such an amazing experience. And what a way to celebrate my Russellversary, you know, uh, getting to be on shows with people like Ricky Mandel and Hernandez and Callisto and Drago. And I don't know, just to me, it's just such an honor to have my name be among that list of just these amazing performers that travel the globe and I get to be one of those people um I think you know sometimes when people are being humble it's very dishonest but for me I think approaching humility with gratitude is such an amazing thing to be able to possess and um it's given me a new outlook on life and on my career so to me this was just an amazing weekend and I want to thank everybody that was a part of it <laughs> last but not least I hope you guys will join me on my blog on medium I will be posting the link on my YouTube channel uh, my blog is absolutely free it costs you nothing and the more people that read it the more money I make which means the more topics I get to talk about and write with my own unique voice so I hope you guys will join me in my all things Taylor blog where you can find so much stuff from movie reviews to pop culture aliens and you know what constitutes a breakout star where I talk about Jade Cargill and so much more all on my blog all right everybody now we're going to head into a really quick wrestling update because now that we have just come out of the Lucha Patron show I have two other shows that are going to highlight the rest of October for you that I am super excited about with the talent that are going to be on these shows and the quality of the shows and how far these companies have come over the last few years so first up is OVW Ohio Valley Wrestling where tomorrow's superstars are today uh really really cool they are being highlighted right now by some of the people from Cheer and Last Chance U from the producers of that they brought you wrestlers on Netflix and now they are selling out it is awesome they have officially sold out of tickets for no rest for the wicked which is their pay-per-view live on October 21st with ovwrestling.com however since they have sold out of tickets for there you can find it streaming with fight tv that's f-i-t-e TV. Next up, rounding out the wicked spooky month of October is NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. They recently announced a television deal with multiple channels, which is very, very exciting for them. Uh, they are going to be bringing about and hosting their most gory, most violent pay-per-view ever to date. This is something completely new from NWA. This is very much out of their sphere, which is very, very exciting um, in my opinion. NWA presents to you Samhain, their upcoming pay-per-view live on October 20th. If you would like tickets for that event, you can go to nwatix.com. That's N-W-A-T-I-X.com. And they are also going to be streaming on Fight TV, F-I-T-E. TV. Now we are going to head into a quick review. I cannot wait to start doing more of these with you guys because I'm actually going to be doing a podcast on my YouTube channel called Talking Flicks with Taylor Hendricks. Um, and I'm also going to do a three minute movie reviews. So my first introduction to this is going to start here with Russo'sBrand.com on the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast. By the way, I'm like so weirded out with these glasses right now. I have these amazing red big glasses that I love. They remind me of Sally, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Raphael, Sally Jessica Raphael, something like that. Um, and I love them and they broke. So now I have these black ones for now. And I'm like, I don't know. It just feels so weird. I don't, I don't know. It feels weird to me. I feel like I'm cheating on my red glasses. Anyway. All right. So I'm going to start doing these reviews on a regular basis for my YouTube channel. They'll be in YouTube shorts, their own videos, as well as in podcast form. So I'm going to start off with the Goosebumps series. What I thought was really, really weird about Goosebumps is I saw it debut before I did the Lucha Patron show the day before 
before. So on that Friday, I think it was, I lost track of time. Honestly, I've been so busy, but I saw it advertised on Hulu, right? And then all of a sudden, uh, Saturday night after the Lucha Patron show, I finally got home to my hotel room and I got to, uh, I went on my app to watch it and it wasn't there. And I was like, well, it was there on Friday on Hulu and it's Saturday night. Why is it not there, there now? Right? Well, I start going on my other apps. I'm like, okay, well, what else am I going to watch until I get on my flight? Let's see. And I saw Goosebumps on Disney Plus. And I'm like, what? Like, aren't you guys partnered? Like, what's what's going on here? But okay. I mean, at the end of the day, stuff from R.L. Stein is goals to me. I mean, talk about an author with such a unique voice and style, almost like the like the watered down Stephen King for kids books. You know, like to me, that's so cool. And what I thought about this series so far, I have not finished it, is it's kind of like a more adult version or like teen version of the Goosebumps books for kids. And to me, that was really, really cool. They're kind of like elevating it. So it doesn't just appeal to kids. It appeals to like a wider audience, which I think is genius um, because the more people that can, you know, relate to your content or in, at least enjoy your content, the better, right? So that part I did think was cool about this new rendition of Goosebumps. What I did not like, and it took a little a hot minute to get past, was within the first 20 minutes or less of the first episode of this Goosebumps series on Disney+, Plus. there was at least 10 different woke things in less than 20 minutes. It was almost like, boom! And I was like, can you stop punching me in the face? <laughs> like, but then finally, we, for the most part, get past that. And it's all, it's all copacetic. It's cool. It's chill. Uh, but you know, for the, for those freaking jabs and a, a right, a jab and a hook, I was just like, come on, like, stop, just tell a good, creepy story that everybody can enjoy. Leave all the other stuff out of it. Right. I was very happy to see a bunch of different actors that I actually enjoy. Uh, that part was cool. And the story is really evolving very well. They're really putting stuff together in a similar way that I think they did Fear Street with Netflix, which in case you did not know, Fear Street was also written by R.L. Stein. Um, I like this. It's very continuous. They're telling you different parts of the story, but each episode thus far, I should say anyway, is telling you different parts of the first episode that you didn't see. So it's really cool how they're all connecting and meshing into this one cohesive story. And you're starting to see these little elements from the R.L. Stein books coming into each element. You've got the worms, you've got an eyeball from, you know, the, um, the ventriloquist doll. You've got, um, you know, a clock creating duplicates. You've got, you know, these duplicates that turn into slime. You've got all of these different things. You've got this hidden secret amongst adults that almost reminds me of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, one of the the movies for that. So this has a such a cool vibe once you get past like, like the woke stuff that is very subtle, but so there in the first like 20 minutes. And then you start seeing this really cool evolution of this story, starting with these kids in high school and all the things that they don't know about that are now hitting them and they're having to figure it out and they can't necessarily rely on the adults that they look up to the most. So very cool story. I highly suggest you check it out. Full warning for the first 20 minutes. Maybe you won't notice them the way I did, but me I felt punched in the face by them but once you get past that you're golden uh this is very very cool it, it kind of reminds me of R.L. Stein meets like a, a psychological thriller from Stephen King watered into something that's more palatable for you know young teens young adults you know the YA 
um, portion or, you know, genre, so to speak, and taking R.L. Stein and taking it from creepy kids books that you loved as a kid and kind of morphing them into, you know, the young adult genre, which is very, very cool to me. I think it's very, very smart. It's a, a really great way to continue evolving the brand, but also keeping it relevant and sort of staying true to the original voice of R.L. Stein in things like Fear Street and Goosebumps. All right, and that was my first review for Goosebumps. Uh, stay tuned because as soon as I finish the series, I will provide you a full in-depth one. Don't forget, we're going to do short versions of this for 90 seconds on my YouTube channel, as well as Talking Flicks with Taylor Hendricks, which will be three-minute or less movie reviews because, as you know, nobody has an attention span anymore. <laughs> and we'll also continue some of this as well on the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast. Moving right along because we are definitely cooking with gas today, I am going to now move into, let's see here I accidentally lost my place here we're going to move into some I was today years old so I legitimately was today years old when I learned these things and I want to hear from you guys were you also today years old when you found these things out I want to know was it just me here we go so I was today years old when I learned that and I'm going to use this term loosely when big food I was today years old when I learned that big food has caught on to the fact that people that want to be more health conscious and take care of their their health and prosperity going forward in life they judge the eggs by whether or not they're pasture raised and also by the color of the yolk for those of you that don't know what I'm referring to um, a lot of uh, people say that you know raise their own chickens and stuff like that that the the more orange the yolk the the more healthy the chicken um, and more healthy the actual egg is and so uh, now these companies have you know caught on to this and they're they're starting to brand and trademark their ways to make you think certain things are either a organic or b pasture raised even if they're not they can just put it in the name and then that way they can say it even if it's not true because it's in their trademark it's in their name and secondly, apparently they are ingesting or not ingesting, they're injecting a dye into the yolk that is making the yolk more orange. And this chemical dye that they are using is causing these crystals to form in the human retina and like this crystallization is happening making people very very sick and in a lot of pain I had no idea that this was happening. I was legit today years old when I found this out. Did you know about that? Like, I've heard some crazy stuff about our food, our clothes, our air, our cleaning products, like everything these days, but I did not hear about that until today. Number two, um, I was today years old when I learned that worms, okay, you remember last week for I was today years old, we found out about worms in some Reese's peanut butter cups, the, the ones that are about that big, um, found at a Walmart. Uh, they didn't say which one. Well, this week we have more of the same, but a different food group. <laughs> I was today years old when I saw a video that informed me that somebody, a consumer of Heinz ketchup found worms in their ketchup and they actually showed you the expiration date on the bottle of their Heinz ketchup and it doesn't expire until like mid 2024. So it's not expired, but it legit had worms in it. I saw, I saw the little things moving around. I was like, oh, oh, oh. why, why? Like growing up, how many of you, me included, were always instructed and told like, oh, worms and parasites are a third world problem. They're not here in America. Well, yeah, they are. They are running rampant and wild, just like heavy metal toxicity. Crazy. Okay. Speaking of that, heavy metal toxicity, here's number three. <laughs> 
I'm so excited I can do that now. I was today years old when I learned that toddlers walking on their tippy toes on a regular basis for regular walking is actually a potential sign of heavy metal toxicity in toddlers. What happens is certain heavy metals like mercury can block and hinder and disrupt the normal neurological uh, processing, which results in, you know, odd or unusual behavior, uh, such as tippy toe walking on a regular basis in somebody like a toddler. I was a preschool teacher. So I actually dealt with toddlers while I was in the wrestling business. I was a preschool teacher and I would have anywhere from eight to, you know, 12 toddlers on a daily basis for work Monday through Friday. I had no idea about this. Okay. I worked with ch children anywhere from ages 2.8 all the way through 16 years old. You know, like I was a personal aide for, you know, kids that had Asperger's. Um, I worked with, you know, uh, 13 year olds. I worked with toddlers to my, my preschool classroom was 2.8 through three. So my job was to get them ready for the four year old classroom. I worked with so many different ages, age groups and different types of kids with different types of abilities. And nowhere in that education do they ever talk to you about science and things to look out for like this. It's, it's really, really scary because probably most of us have actually seen this and just thought, oh, it's so cute. Like not realizing what that actually could not saying definitely, but could be very, very crazy. Um, next one, I was today years old when I learned that Gen... Okay, I feel personally targeted right now. <laughs> are we this old? Like millennials, are we this old? Okay, let me repeat this again. I was today years old when I learned that Gen Z is once again attacking millennials. This time it's with our abbreviated lingo, like LOL. They are now supposedly replacing LOL with IJBOL, which just sounds so clunky and weird to me, but maybe it's because I'm so used to LOL. I don't know. Maybe you guys feel the same way. Um, apparently IJBOL now stands for I just burst out laughing. This reminds me of two things. These are the two things that immediately popped into my mind today. I remember, and I feel like maybe millennials attacked Gen X a little bit uh, with LOL, and now it's our turn with Gen Z. But nevertheless, I digress. I, re I remember hearing this story, you know, when I was a kid, most of us knew that LOL stood for laughing out loud, right? Well, apparently before it stood for laughing out loud, it used to mean lots of love. Uh this reads that. So maybe we're getting our own medicine. I don't know. And it also reminds me of this joke from a comedian. Uh, he was so funny in a quiet and reserved and awkward way. I forget what his name was, but he was very popular in the two early to mid 2000s. Um, and he was doing the whole art artful or R-O-T-F-L, however you want to say that, rolling on the floor laughing. So, but see, to me, even that flows better than I-J-B-O-L. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. What do you guys think? Like, hearing IJBOL just reminds me of JBL from WWE. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just burst out laughing. IJBOL. I don't know. I feel, that makes me feel so... <laughs> I was today years old, ladies and gentlemen. I was today years old. Tell me, were you? <laughs> oh, honey. Now we're going to head into some facts you may wish you didn't know. And let me tell you, some of these I was like, oh! gosh, no. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and then after that, we'll head into some feel good news and then some motivation. I felt like that was a little bit of a, a better flow. So <laughs> here we go on the talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast. You can't say that you don't learn something. Um, there's a little something for everybody, whether you are feel good news, educational, pro wrestling, or creepy, strange and unusual like me.
Here we go. Facts you may wish you didn't know. Number one, apparently when x-ray technology was first developed and widely used, for the first time in history, pediatricians began seeing a startlingly high number of broken bones in children. Uh, the doctors were so befuddled that they originally thought that perhaps for the first time they were, see they were seeing a previously unknown, you know, pediatric bone disease. However, it actually turned out and later on they realized that instead of a pediatric bone disease, it was actually uh, the realization that they all had no idea how common child abuse actually is. That realization came out of the use of x-rays for pediatricians. It's like really sad. That brings like a whole new meaning to that threat, that threat. I don't know about you guys, but growing up, I had more of a, a Gen X upbringing, even though I am not Gen X. Um, and it was like, it was that whole, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out of it. Parenting. <laughs> like That fact right there, you know, brings a little bit more meaning right there. I don't know. What do you guys think? Mm. Number two, facts you may wish you didn't know. Apparently, three of the air packs that were found on the wreckage of the Challenger were activated. Um, now, for those of you that know, don't know, the Challenger was a major disaster that resulted in a um, uh, the the rocket. Uh, I could not think of that word for a second. A rocket like plummeting into the ocean. It was very traumatic for the, all the people that were watching and around at that point in time that were, you know, able to witness that live as it was happening. Uh, apparently three out of those air packs that were found in the wreckage of the Challenger disaster were in fact activated, meaning that at least, at the very least, one of the astronauts was alive all the way to the ocean. I did not know that before today, before looking up different things to discuss on this podcast, which I thought, oof. like, I remember several times on Grey's Anatomy, they actually bring up the Challenger explosion. Um, all right. Number three, facts you may wish you didn't know. A senior ranking police officer once told his child's school teacher in a conversation about child safety that they were having, this senior ranking police officer told that teacher that nearly 30% of all missing persons reported to police who are never located are more often than not murdered by the person or persons reporting them missing in the first place. Um, he said that uh, police know this, but oftentimes they lack the evidence and or funding to go after the evidence uh, to proceed with per prosecutions. Wow. Wow. Number four, for facts you may wish you didn't know. This one is chilling. Uh, apparently, back in the day, heart surgeons used to perform surgery on infants without anesthesia. So basically, they would perform open heart surgeries on infants with just a muscle relaxant. Yeah, this practice was only ended in the 1980s. So you can actually look this up. Um, I did. Uh, you can look up uh, Jeffrey R. Lawson. Uh, so L-A-W-S-O-N is the last name. He was an infant who underwent open heart surgery in 1985 with just a muscle relaxant. And when his mother, Jill, found out about this, heads were rolling. Let's just say, like, can you imagine that? Like we, on this podcast, I think last year or the year before, we already talked about how, uh, the saw that create, that was created for C-sections in like the 1700s in Scotland, which literally looked like a medieval torture device. Now we're finding out that infants were like basically open heart surgery was performed on them without any sort of anesthesia whatsoever and just a muscle relaxant. 
Like, 1985 was not that long ago, guys. Yeah. All right, last one. Number five, facts you may wish you didn't know. Urine, well, yeah, you got that right. Pee, pee pee, <laughs> urine, what used to be an ingredient in stained glass. Guys, after finding this out, I am never going to be able to sit in church and look out those pretty windows the same way again. Like, never. <laughs> like, oh, oh, Jesus. Saints preserve me. Okay. Urine was legitimately used uh, as an ingredient for stained glass. Basically, dyers would, uh, dyers, meaning people that used to dye things like textiles, uh, you know, clothing, cloths, glass, anything that you would use dyes. They would leave these pea pots outside of their establishments and men walking the streets could literally just walk up, use the pots, pee in them, and then the, the urine would later be used by the dyers to fix the colors into the dyes and the glass, etc. Yeah. Facts you may wish you didn't know. So the next time you're looking at that beautiful old house with the stained glass windows or you're in an old church, yeah, you're looking out pee-pee windows. <laughs> this is why I used to be a preschool teacher. <laughs> Miss Taylor. Okay. Now we're going to head into some feel-good news. I feel like we could use it. You know, like infants and hope and heart surgery, uh, a person plummeting to their death, like, oh my goodness. But it is spooky season, so here we go. Some feel-good news. Back in the day, apparently while under contract to be the voice of the genie in 1992 uh, Disney's Aladdin, Robin Williams took a payout of only $75,000 for the role instead of his normal multi-million dollar contract. Um, he revealed this in a 1993 interview, and he said it was because, quote, he wanted to leave something good behind for his children. Um, I thought this was amazing. He apparently recorded over 30 hours of mannerisms, improvisations, dial and dialogue with like distinctive interpretations of the genie, which lended itself to a major major a majority of the reasons why the film was so popular. To me, this is absolutely beautiful. Um, I've heard a lot of amazing things and have been inspired by a lot of the things that Robin Williams has done throughout the course of his career. Like one of the things is most of the stuff he ever did in Hollywood, he um he always requested that, you know, some people that were homeless be hired during the making of certain films for, for different tasks and different things so they can earn um, a respectable income and things like that with, with dignity. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. So just so much love for, for Robin Williams. I think this also goes to show something that I was told as, as a very young child. Um, somebody once told me as a kid, like some of the saddest people create the most joy for other people because they know what it's like to feel sad and depressed and alone themselves. And that kind of always stuck with me. And I think that that is definitely indicative of the man that Robin Williams was and always will be with projects like Patch Adams and, you know, Goodwill Hunting, Aladdin, and so much more. Um, moving right along for feel good news. There was an Iowa man by the name of Dale Schroeder. Dale Schroeder grew up poor in Iowa. He never married and he never had children. Throughout his life, he worked as a carpenter for the same company for over 67 years. He lived a humble life so much so that he owned only two pairs of pants. And he for he forwent, you know, focusing on his own material possessions and instead opted to help others. And this is so amazing. He 
spent his life savings to help others go to college for free. In his life in total, Dale Schroeder helped over 33 people go to college, all expenses paid. His name was Dale Schroeder, and he is proof, a wonderful reminder, that not all heroes wear capes. And I stand by that. Last but not least, for feel-good news this week, as I keep moving my page in the wrong direction, sorry guys, um, is a man by the name of Matt Shaha. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, Matt grew his hair out for over two years that he could donate it to his mother, Melanie, through Compassionate Creations. Uh, Matt, after having a conversation at a brunch one day, decided to grow out his hair over 12 inches over two years um, so that he, uh, so that Compassionate Creations could create a wig for his mom, Melanie, after she lost all of her hair with uh, due to radiation treatments for a tumor that had reoccurred. Um, the gift of his hair and a wig for his mother, Melanie, filled her with so much joy uh, from that compassionate act of her son that it actually gave her so much of her confidence back that she had before the tumor. To me, that is just amazing. This is something that I really identify with because when I was five years old, I watched my grandma die of cancer um, in our home. And that was a very sad and traumatic experience for me at five years old watching my mother do her best to be you know a first-time mom and taking care of her her you know dying mom so to me this was absolutely amazing like kudos to matt uh doing this and the wig looks so great and you know it's just a bond between a mother and a son it's absolutely amazing all right, everybody, now we are going to get into that bread and butter of that podcast, <laughs> and that is motivation. One of the main reasons why I decided to start this podcast to begin with, because I felt like I had learned so many things that maybe I should have already known, or I felt like maybe more of us need to hear on a more consistent basis. No matter no matter the reason, I think whenever someone tunes into my motivations, whether it's on this podcast on Tuesdays or Motivation Mondays on my YouTube channel, I think we're all listening to it for a reason. Reason. And that's what makes the Taylor Army so great and special and to me the best fan base in the entire industry because we are doing things that other people don't even want to attempt and that is becoming the best versions of ourselves that ever existed so we can become the adults that we needed as children. Breaking generational curses and generational trauma, having it stop with us so we can be the embodiment of all of the good things and the gumption that it takes to make it in this world and to survive and thrive and to be filled with a moral directed by a moral compass and to be filled with your integrity and to hold your head high being the best version so you can show up for you and be all the things that little you knew that you always could be but older you needed to figure it out um, and to me that's an amazing journey that most people will never attempt because it's easier to drag other people down than it is to build themselves up over time and so we are all on this journey for a reason and that's one of the reasons why one of the many reasons why I think the Taylor Army is the best fan base bar none in the entire pro wrestling industry and that brings me to today's motivation because after all you can be motivated you can be consistently motivated and you can be disciplined they're not the same, but you do need to be consistently motivated in order to push yourself to be disciplined. And disciplined people will make it farther than any other person who's simply just motivated. And today is a very simple message. I've been saying that over the last couple of weeks, but sometimes we need complex things and other times we need things broken down into something that's very, very simple. Something that we probably all know deep down, but sometimes it takes somebody saying it in a different way for it to really sink in. So today, the message is super simple but we need to hear it more and more, okay? Not a single scar on my heart has ever come from an enemy. 
And I'm going to say that again. I want you to hear that again because I can all but guarantee that it also applies to you. Okay. Not a single scar on my heart came from an enemy. I hope that I hope that resonates with you as much as it resonated with me because I know this to be true. Uh, whether you're in wrestling or not, it doesn't matter. This will always be true. Loyalty has an expiration date. Not all people riding with you are for you. People are going to hate you. That is okay. And sometimes it's because they hate themselves. You know, some people are bills. Some people are investments. Some people are brought to bless you and some people are meant to block you. Some people look at you as an opportunity and other people look at you as an obligation. Okay. Um, you know, there is so much going on in your life, but sometimes you need to take stock of you. You need to take stock of how you feel your, your overall, like what is going on, you know, having that deep conversation. Do I like who I am right now? If I look around myself, do I like what I see? Do I like who I've become? Am I Right now, am I actively being the adult I needed as a child? Am I actively pursuing my goals for my life? Am I actively pursuing the things that are going to make me filled with joy, that are going to make me proud and, and going to help me five and 10 years and 20 and 30 years down the road? If the answer is no to any of those things, then what are you doing about it? You know, most people in life act like they are trees with roots stuck in the ground who are just stuck. But you are not a tree with roots stuck in the ground. You can pick up and go anytime you want to. You can leave a situation almost explicably whenever you want to. It's just a matter of how badly do you want to, okay? Some people would rather push their insecurities onto other people. Some people would rather hurt people the way they're hurting instead of fixing their hurt, healing from their hurt. You know, some people are hurt people that think they're broken, but you're not broken. You are just hurting. There's a difference. And some people can't grasp that difference. They can't, they can't, flip that switch. They can't turn that key, so to speak, to realize that there's a difference between being broken and being hurt. You know, after all, a broken clock can be right twice a day. We hurt is not the same thing as broken. You are not broken. You are hurting and you are trying to heal. There is a difference. Okay. And sometimes we have to come to the understanding that not all of our wounds are from enemies. A lot of times they're from people that know us and some of those people know us very well. So they know how to hurt us. Okay. Uh, there has been so many times where people, the people that are hugging me are the same people that are holding me so close in that hug so they can stab me in the back and make sure they twist the knife to nick the kidney. Okay. Not a single scar on my heart came from an enemy. So take stock of your life right now. Take stock of how you feel. Take stock of what you're doing and ask yourself. Do I like myself? Do I like what I see? Am I becoming the adult that I needed as a child? Am I healing? Am I living with purpose? Am I doing things that are setting myself up for success and happiness and longevity 5, 10, 20, and 30 years from now? If you answered no to any of those, then the next question is, okay, well, how am I going to change? And the next question is, and what am I going to do about it? Not every scar, not a single scar on my heart came from an enemy. All right, everyone, this has been the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast coming to you live every single Tuesday as part of the brand family on Russo's brand.com with Channel Attitude. I hope to see you again next week. Talk soon.